Welcome to the BYOB podcast. Before you crack open that cold one, I should clarify. This is the Build Your Own Business podcast, your go-to place for all the marketing, mindset, and strategies needed to build a successful and profitable online business. My name is Shania, and I'm a marketer, business coach, and lover of all puns. I felt unfulfilled at my 9-to-5 and as if I was meant to do way more than any job description would allow. So I started an online coaching business and you guessed it, I haven't looked back. If you are ready to build a career that you're crazy passionate about, doesn't have you counting down the days until you retire, and lets you BYOB, be your own boss, then this is the podcast for you. Grab a pen and notebook and let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Build Your Own Business Podcast. Today I am so excited for you to listen to this episode, especially if you're a new coach or entrepreneur at the very beginning stages of your business, or even if you've just kind of hit a plateau and you want to pick up the momentum. Because today I have the wonderful Nicole with me, and if you haven't seen her around Instagram, or if you haven't listened to her podcast, then Nicole is a business coach who helps early stage entrepreneurs really build their confidence so they can begin taking the necessary steps to finally see some change and growth in their business. AKA, she is the expert who knows exactly how to make an impact online so that you can start seeing the results that you have been dreaming of. So welcome, Nicole. Hey, thanks for having me. Of course. So to kick things off, can you just share a little bit about your business journey and why you decided to start a coaching business? Oh, okay. I mean, as a whole, like starting my journey, I didn't expect to become a coach. All I knew was that I wanted to do more with my life than just work your average job and, you know, get paid by someone else who determines your, my income and my hours. I just knew there was more from me. And I was very confident that I was capable of doing something. I just didn't know what. And so I actually started out doing social media management or basically helping small businesses with anything to do with social media. I've always had a passion for social media. So started there and then eventually discovered the world of coaching invested in a coach myself and then just went from there like I think I started um in the middle uh, at the start of the pandemic last year so about April 2020. Nice. So, yeah. <laughs> That's such a common path that I've heard people taking where they start off as a social media manager and then they decide to become a coach. Yeah because I think like you start off using the skills that you know and you start off just going, what can I give to the world that people might want to pay me for? And then you realize like what you're actually passionate about and what you're passionate about doesn't necessarily um, always line up in terms of the level of confidence you have about it. You might, you might be like, I'm passionate about helping other people to grow their business, but then your level of confidence is like, you've never done that before. And so for me, I guess like social media managing was a way to get my foot in the door of like practicing confidence, practicing working with people. And then eventually I, the passion came in when I was like, I actually love helping empower people. And I feel like coaching is exactly that. You're not doing it for them. You're actually helping them to do it themselves. So that's kind of how I decided, yeah, you know, I'm going to do this coaching thing. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. Um, So in the first few months of like starting your business, like you started right at the kind of, I guess the 
early stages of the pandemic, I guess. Um, yeah. But I think that in the first few months of when people decide to start a business, like there's a lot of procrastination that comes into play. And I know from my own experience, I procrastinated in my first few months for probably like four months until I really like sat down and actually started becoming consistent and consistently showing up. Um, and I think that with new coaches, they're all excited to start a new business and they're all excited by the thought of becoming their own boss and like getting to make, getting to have like no limit to how much money they can make per month. And I think that's such an exciting thing for them to look at. But then once they start working on their business, then sometimes, you know, they don't know where to start. And so that's where a lot of the, pro the procrastination comes into play. So what was it like building your business in the early stages? Yeah, I think a lot of people would really identify with my journey in the sense that I started like guns blazing, hit the ground running and just, I barely slept. I could barely sleep. Even when I tried, I was just so excited to build this thing, to create, you know, my website and and to work on Instagram and to just like, I, my Instagram bar was always full. Like my story was always full. And I was like, I don't care. Like, I don't care what the world says. Like, I just want to do this. Um, but then I remember hitting a point where I was like really discouraged and the imposter set in because I just didn't know if any of it was working. I hadn't signed a client. I hadn't seen the results and I had made my initial investment, you know, getting training or getting the right resources. But I just remember being like, oh, is all of this like going anywhere? And that's when I was like, okay, I started buffering. I started, you know, not doing the work. I started avoiding even thinking about my business. But I remember there was a pivotal moment where I sat down and I was like, do you really want to go back though? Like, do you really mm -hmm. want to settle for that safe job or that career you don't actually want and at the at the time I was studying as well do you really want to just let that be your life and I was like no and then from there I made this contingency plan where I was like I'm not allowed to say no to myself I'm not allowed to give up until 12 months from now and that was April 18 2020 I wrote it down big block letters put it right in front of my desk and I was like I'm not allowed to say no or to give up on myself until April 18, 2021. And I look back at that now and it's not even been a year. It's been like eight months. And I look at what's happened in my business and, and it's just, it's crazy, you know, the, to be able to exercise that, that belief in myself. So, I mean, I don't know if any of that answered your question, but I did, I did want to highlight that at the end of the day, the procrastination or the putting things off is just fear. And mm -hmm. that's what I learned and I'm learning time and time again. Anytime I'm putting something off, I ask myself, like, what am I afraid of? Like, what is it that I'm trying to avoid? What feeling am I trying to avoid? What discomfort am I trying to avoid by not doing this thing? And is it serving me? Because the thing I want to do is build the business and, and hit the goal and to create impact. So really by not doing it, I'm not serving that goal. I'm not being loyal to the thing I started so why am I avoiding it yeah it definitely sounds like you have so much passion for what you do and like it seems like you really found your calling with becoming an online coach and like starting your own business so I think that's super cool to see and super inspiring for a lot of people to probably hear 
Yeah. And I didn't always know I wanted to be a business coach. Um, in fact, I'm open to the fact that I could not be a business coach in a few months time or in a year's time. All I know is that I'm more attached to my mission in life and to my mm-hmm. purpose in life than I am to the thing, right? To the, to the format in which it comes. And up to this point in my life, this is what's gotten the job done. Like this is what's allowed me to create the most impact in the world and to feel so aligned with who I am and what I do. And I think, yeah, like I started um, actually coaching, but I remember doing social media coaching, not business coaching straight away. So again, it was safe because it's like, it's yeah. like that middle place. <laughs> um, and I was like, I haven't built a successful business. I can't be a business coach. But then slowly I started to think of myself as a business coach, just hiding behind, I'm going to help you use your socials to help grow your business. And I just remember psychologically that really helped me feel safe. And then eventually I just labeled myself. I did the, I did the grand thing and changed my Instagram name and put business coach instead of social media coach. <laughs> and that was just me going, yeah, I'm fully stepping into this now. <laughs> And everything yeah. just happened after. Yeah. Amazing. Well, it definitely sounds like you overcame like a lot of the imposter syndrome and like the limiting beliefs that you were talking about um, when you first started. Do you feel like there was anything specifically that you did, like besides setting the goal that like you weren't allowed to give up for a year? Do you think there was anything else you did to kind of help overcome those limiting beliefs? Mm, yeah, definitely. Like it is entrepreneurship and building your own business is a personal development journey as a whole. I think the other thing that really affected my trajectory and and the way I was able to build things with such momentum in my business was never losing sight of my why. And you hear it all the time, but like goals, goals are always going to change because the goalpost is always moving. And as entrepreneurs, as excited, you know, people wanting to do things with our lives, We want to have all these goals, but having the why is what will keep us going and having the strong, like, this is, this is who I want to serve. This is the impact I want to have in the world. That's what's going to keep you going. Cause I I think of like, I think of the goal, right? Let's say I wanted to make 10 K next month. Let's say, you know, something tragic happens and I, let's say Instagram shuts down and I don't. I don't make the money because all my clients are on Instagram, my entire business is on Instagram. Then all of a sudden, like my purpose is gone. Like my reason for starting a business is gone because, oh, everything, like the goal is gone. It's not able to be achieved through that means that I thought. But if I have a why and my why is I want to create impact in the world using my gifts and who I am, then I can create another way to do that. That's not dependent on a particular path or yeah, a pathway that reaches to a specific goal. So that really helps. Um, and a lot of mindset, you hear it a lot in the business space, in the online space. And the huge thing with mindset is um, mindset is where everything flows from. And for me, my mindset journey has really gone hand in hand with my personal development and my personal growth, because I actually started this might seem irrelevant, but at least in my journey, it was so relevant. But I started personal training at the time, um, getting a coach for my physical health. And it was crazy, just the body to mind to spirit connection of, let's say, doing a really scary lift and not feeling like you're capable. And then having the coach to be like, you really can, because you may have never done it before, but we've been training you to do it. To then do it, it's like, 
oh my gosh, I'm so capable. And I would take that same lesson and apply it in my business and go, I've never done that before. I've never done that before. Yes, Nicole, don't freak out. You've never done this before. You've never made an offer before, but you've been exercising the muscle of showing up every day, but you've been showing up, you know, um, in your business and creating content every day. When you make that offer, that person is going to respond because you've been putting in the work. And just like, it's crazy that all of the mindset work does fuel into your entire life and your whole, your business as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's so crazy how like your mindset can really affect all of the results that come out of it. And you're pretty much just like a a product of your mindset really. And so like, as you were saying, like you think you can't do things because you've never done them before, but you've shown up, you've done all of the work that's like getting you prepared to take that next step and take that next leap in your business. So you are ready to, I don't know, start a new launch or whatever it is. Mm, And we don't often give ourselves the credit because we're so used to thinking we have nothing. We're so used to living in imposter syndrome because our entire lives prior to entrepreneurship is all about people telling us whether we're we're capable or whether we have enough. Um, But this time you get to just define it. You just get to decide it. And that's crazy. And a lot of the time we don't credit ourselves for what we've achieved because we're not used to it and because it's uncomfortable it feels like no no i can't i can't celebrate that yet or um i'm not capable yet to make a sale i'm not capable yet of making ten thousand dollars because we've just never done it before but just because we've never done it before doesn't mean it's not possible like it's two very different things because it is like you only know if it's possible if you're willing to be open to the possibility Absolutely. And yeah, I think that in like the the traditional like corporate environment, you're rarely put in a position where you have to try new things or you have to step outside of your comfort zone and you're doing a job that you know you have the qualifications for because obviously like your employer saw that in you and that's why you have the job in the first place. And so for me, when I started my business journey, mindset was probably the most challenging part because I'd never really had to try to overcome these limiting beliefs or work through my imposter syndrome. And I think for so many people who are just starting out, that's probably the the area that you have to focus on the most because that's really going to affect if you're able to reach your desired situation and create the life that you decided to start a business for. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So what are some mindset shifts that you think new coaches have to make in order to transform their lives? It's a very big question. I'm trying to think of my clients right now. And they're all like my clients, they range from brand new coaches to I want to start a business helping people. And I have no idea what to create um, to people who have signed clients, but they've plateaued and they, they can't seem to grow their business. And I think the common thread that I see is if the foundations aren't built right, then at some point your you know, the things you create will either crumble or plateau. Like they'll start, they'll start to get stale. And the foundations that I, I like to believe, well, at least one of them is your identity and mindset. All of it is to do with belief in your identity, belief in who you are and the value you bring to the world. So when I, when I work with people or even in this program that I'm building out, I'm really focusing on who are you in the world because who you are in the world is literally irreplaceable it cannot be replicated the experiences you've had 
the thoughts that you think, the feelings you feel, the gifts and the skills, everything about you is so, so unique. And that in and of itself makes you so valuable and so like precious in the world. And that sounds very like, ooh, that's so like, you know, um, emotional and like woo-woo. But at the end of the day, what I see is if you're going to be an entrepreneur, if you're going to create impact in the world, doing what you do best and what you love, you got to tap into that and you got to really feel that and know that. And then you create the business. Then you create the, how will I be a coach in the world? Because there's a lot of coaches out there. How will I be the coach that, um, that does things my way? you know, that creates impact my way. And there's always that tension of, um, do you serve your, do you think of your client, your ideal client, or do you think of yourself? There has to be the balance, but if you don't ever start with yourself, you'll find that later on it comes up. You go, why am I even building this business? I don't feel aligned Mm. with my business. You know, oh, things are plateauing. It's because you're not aligned with it. Like you don't actually share the things on your socials that you want to share. You do it because, oh, that person posted that graphic. I should do that too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, it's crazy. Like, this is something I'm realizing now that I want people to realize at the beginning of their journey because it changes everything. It creates crazy amount of, of success when you're so aligned with who you are and your particular value in the world because you, you're not in competition with anyone because you know there's no one else like you. You're just doing your thing and doing it so, so well and making money from it. Yeah. And I think that takes off so much of the pressure to, to stand out and to like be successful because you already have this unique identifier, which is honestly just like you showing up and being yourself. And that is going to be so hard for other people to replicate or copy. A hundred percent. I always tell my clients, your story is your superpower. And I would have said that if you, if like, if I heard myself say that like a few months ago, but I live it and I know it now. I used to hide things, well, not hide, but I used to never share about certain things in my life. Um, Let's say, like, you know, when I started my business, it was all just business, business, business. And then I started sharing, oh, I'll share about my morning routine and like the things I do on the weekend, you know, all the personal stuff that people share about. But it wasn't really like, any different like it wasn't really me if this was my personal account there are other things I would share that I just haven't dared to share since starting my business and I'm just like why like why you know (laughs) if someone's gonna be drawn to me then they gotta be drawn to all of who I am especially in coaching because Mm -hmm. it's a journey with you for for four months you know like how crazy as if I wouldn't want to vibe with you as if I wouldn't want to laugh at the same things as you. That's the kind of coach I want to be. So that's the kind of coach I show up as. Yeah. I think it's so important to show that personal side of you and to find that balance of like providing value, but also providing insight into who you are as a person. And I think it's so important for people to relate to you as a person because if they're going to invest like high ticket offers into you and if they're going to pay good money to work with you, then they want to feel like they know you and they can relate to you. Yes. And you know what? Not only that, I was telling a client today or yesterday that, um, you know, I'm not attached to having to work with you. Like I'm more attached to you doing the thing you want to do in life. Cause that's my mission. Once again, my mission is that you do that, that people do that. And they're inspired by me to do that. So I'm like, you can go with another coach. Like, um, this was just a random conversation she wasn't like, I'm going to leave. Um, <laughs> But I was just like, it made me realize that like who I want to work with and who I enjoy working with is someone who is sold on just 
the relationship rather than the thing that I can provide for them. Because a lot of Mm -hmm. the time we make investments out of scarcity, out of, I need to work with the best coach because she's going to get me the result. But what's going to get you the result is you. The coach doesn't become you and their knowledge is nothing if you're not applying it. If you haven't developed the character or the personhood to embody that in your life and in your world. You're just using the coach as a crutch. And when the coach doesn't get you quote unquote results, you blame them. But really it's, you haven't leaned into who you are and then developed the confidence from who you are to go and create the business you want. The coach is just there to, to guide you. And like, they're not there to like, um, to do it for you. And so vibing with the right coaches is yes, personality and, and, the, and the character and being able to vibe with them. But I think it's also the um, the relationship you have should be able to create space for you to actually open up about the things you want and to talk about the stuff you deal with because like you're, you're human and t- keeping in touch with your humanity and then having a coach that goes, perfect, I get that that's how you operate. Let's go with that. That's your strength. Let's go with that. That's what I think creates success for people. That's such a great way of putting it. I really like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you don't hear it a lot in the coaching space. I mean, I didn't with all of my previous investments. And this is, I guess this is part of me discovering, you know, who I want to be in the world as a coach. Mm -hmm. I think that's so important to look at who you want to be as a coach also, not just who you want your business to be or like what goals you're working towards. And I think that once you know who you are as a coach, then that's really when you can step into using all of your strengths to their advantage. Yes. And like even things that you don't think um, are sellable, like, you know, let's say I have, I have a client who um, she struggles with focusing on one thing at a time and like medically as well. And it's like, Oh, I just, people aren't going to hire me because of that. You know what? People are going to hire you because of that. Cause there's no other coach that gets it. Mm -hmm. And there's probably so many people who deal with that too. Exactly. Exactly. Like, you know, we don't need another one of that big, you know, let's say all the big coaches like um, Vanessa Lau, right? We don't need another Vanessa Lau because she's already there. You know, we need another yeah. you. There exactly. Are with you. Exactly. So for some new coaches who are maybe struggling to see the momentum in their business, or maybe they're still kind of stuck in that phase where they're constantly comparing themselves to other people and just trying to replicate other people's success. What do you think it is beside of that, that's stopping them from building momentum and de- attracting their dream clients? Mm, I love that question. My, um, my thought is slow down, stop being busy, stop thinking you're so busy, right? Cause I think that's something that I fell into and I constantly fall into just thinking I need to do this, 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 and then I'll get that, that, that being so busy clutters up your life it clutters up your mind clutters up your creativity and if you think of a desk like a table if that table was filled with stuff and junk you wouldn't be able to build anything on that table no creativity would happen because it's just like my brain can't like there, I mm-hmm. literally can't physically and mentally in the same way I see so many new entrepreneurs building their businesses, thinking they need to do this, watch that training, watch that video, and never actually forming a strategy for themselves, never actually forming a long enough, um, uh, like long enough consistency 
and commitment to the thing they're doing before getting shiny object syndrome to actually see some sort of result. So the temptation to always be doing more or to have to do this, otherwise things will fall apart is just fear. And to be able to recognize that you need to slow down. For me, slowing down was was and is the hardest thing to do because I'm just go, go, go all the time. I'm very like, if I sit there for 10 minutes, I feel unproductive. If I'm listening to music for too long, I'll be like, I need to <laughs> educational content. I need to listen yeah. to a podcast or something. Um, but I, I told myself like, what am I actually afraid of is going to happen? Like if I stop or if I actually give myself the space to think. And when I started giving myself the boundaries of between this time and this time, I'm not going to work. I'm going to have a slow morning. I, I found that my best ideas came from that place. And I was creative. I was able to stand out in the online space because I was thinking of content that I wanted to create, thinking of things I wanted to share. And really, again, drawing out that, that Nicole that had been buried because of, I need to do this, this, this. Yeah. So and definitely slowing down is, is a huge one. Yeah, definitely. I think there's been such a huge focus on like hustling culture. I don't know if that's a term, but like people have just been so focused on hustling, especially if they're working a nine to five and trying to build a business on the side. They're just constantly thinking that they have to spend, like they have to wake up early in the morning and work on their business before their nine to five. And then after their nine to five, they have to work on their side business until like the late hours of the night. But I think that the pandemic really helped people slow down and focus on one thing at a time, which has been really helpful for me because now instead of trying to do everything at once, that I can really just put all of my attention on one thing and just work on making sure that that is like the best that I think it can be before moving on to the next thing. Yes, for sure. Like I strongly unsubscribe to hustle culture. Um, again, the Nicole a few months ago would have been like, oh, I don't know. Do you really mean that? But right now I really, really do because (laughs) everything good in my business, the, you know, my biggest month yet, like all of the amazing clients have signed recently, we're all a product of slowing down and really paying attention to what I want to do and who I want to be in the world. And the funny thing is like, when you're also not slowing down, you're very very easily looking like everyone else mm-hmm. because like you know everyone's doing the same thing so you kind of like consuming all this content and you subconsciously start doing that kind of content even though that's not who you are um and again you don't have space or time to actually process you're doing this out of fear you're doing this out of scarcity and so it's really hard to attract the kind of people you want to attract um when you're looking like everyone else and you're like oh i'm not getting my ideal clients or people are like this, you're going to attract what you put out in the world. And that's just, that's just the basic rule of all things. So yeah, slowing down is like the most powerful thing that you can do. And you have to like, you have to honor it. You have to be so loyal to the time you set to slow down because if you don't, you, you see the results of it later and you, I guess it like, it kind of destroys you from the inside out. And you start to despise, you know, all the work you have to do or feeling Mm -hmm. like it's never going to work. Like all the things you really loved, you're going to start to really despise it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, again, that comes back to mindset, which is such an important part of building your business as we've kind of already established. Um, But with that being said, I also kind of want to talk about like the strategy side of things, because I think that for new coaches or people who are kind of um, not seeing as much momentum, 
implementing the right strategies and like combining that with the right mindset is really going to be such a huge game changer for their business. So that being said, I think that your content, your visibility, and your sales strategy, they all work together to really grow your brand awareness and help sell out your services. So what are some of the most common reasons that you've seen where maybe your client strategies or just people you've seen on Instagram, um, what are some of the common reasons that you're seeing that their strategies aren't generating leads? Mm, yeah, yeah. Okay, the question is like inverted, so I'm like trying to <laughs> process it. Okay, so what I see a lot of people doing is basically like when they show up, they're just putting out whatever, like anything and everything under the sun to do with their niche. Mm-hmm. And that's like, it seems helpful. And it seems helpful to, for example, give people tips on doing this or how to do this. But really, I, I call my clients out on it all the time. I'm like, if you were to see this content piece, would you want to work with me? Like, would there be the urgency to work with me? Or would you say, oh, cool, I'm going to go try that. And then I'll come back. Yeah. Like, tell me what your content is positioning people to do, right? And so this is just content um, on its own. I see this happen a lot because um, people don't have maybe the right guidance or not that there's a right guidance, but, you know, they don't have a second pair of eyes, for example, looking at them. And this is why coaching is so powerful. Um, I don't give my clients the strategy. What I do is I help them figure out their own one. And all of that comes with a willingness to try and a willingness to commit. So when, when they say, okay, I want to do this kind of content, my first question is why? And then from the why will come, will it serve your business? And how will it serve your business? And then how long will it take until we see the results? And how are we going to measure the results? Like, it's very much like you have the flexibility. And I think that's a part of, you know, a lot of people, they don't have the space, again, to think about strategy or to think about what are they doing that is or isn't serving their business in terms of how they're showing up, how they're having conversations. You have to constantly be pulse checking. And another thing um, would be like, let's say DM conversations. I see a lot of people either following generic sales scripts or um, doing like very random cold reach outs. Whilst there's a time and place for, you know, striking up a conversation like, and, and being like, yes, I'm genuinely interested in this person, but low key, you're trying to sell them. Like whilst there's a time and place for that, like maybe if you were to, I don't know, like whatever. But I think early on in your business, if it's just you and you're running solo and you want to sign clients, you have to be so, so focused on relationship building Mm -hmm. and actual, like actual, actual human to human relationship. And you ask yourself, does someone become a best friend overnight? No. Does someone want to give me their, like, want to give me their money just in an instant if I barely have anything on my Instagram, if I'm barely telling them who I am, what I love, what kind of person, personality I am? No. So you can't complain, you know, that all these people you're cold reaching out to are not saying yes, 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 booking in. If you're really not being a human about it, and you have to be a human about it, it's social media. Yeah, exactly. I think there's always like a little bit of entitlement when you are like cold DMing, cold DMing people and you're kind of expecting like a certain response, but then you have to take a look and be like, do I even have a relationship with this person? And like, do they even trust me enough to, I don't know, maybe make like a, a four-figure investment in me after like the one conversation? 
A hundred percent. And I think strategically, like how it should work is your content should serve your business so that those people that end up in your DMs, or if you do end up finding you've randomly DM someone because you, you wanted to respond to their story, they're actually algorithmically Instagram is showing your content to them. And so if your content is actually really speaking to the person, it's really showing who you are and it's stuff that you actually want to say, then it will just help like it, it'll do the heavy lifting so that when the person just responds back with an emoji, even if they're not interested, you're trusting and you're believing that if they were a person that really, you know, was fit for your service, that they would see your content and go, wow, I really feel like I know this girl. And I think that's what's happened to me time and time again, because my rule in early on in my business, this might help a lot of you guys, um, was share anything and everything to do with my journey. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's sell like just share everything so I remember showing up my first week in business and being like I'm gonna do this thing and like I'm gonna achieve this and this and I just saved it all of my highlights like you can go through my highlights I have a ton of them just my entire journey so far and to this day I have some people going I feel like I know you before I've even spoken to you because your content I just want to watch it like I just binge everything because I just feel like you're yourself and you're not trying to do anything other than tell us what you love. And that's the kind of content that converts people because it's not trying to convert people. If people want to come, they'll come. Absolutely. And I think that's why video is so powerful because you can just kind of show up and show, show up as yourself and just show what you're working on or what you're even trying to achieve. And I think that with posts, maybe sometimes that doesn't come off as effectively because it's just words that are trying to highlight the story that you're trying to tell, or it's trying to, you're trying to use words to highlight whatever you're feeling. But then when you can see that translated on video, that's when it is super impactful on people. Yes, I so agree because like majority of my journey is video. Um, it's recorded through stories or vlog. Um, I do a personal vlog, which sometimes I share snippets on my Instagram for when crazy things have happened. And I've been, you know, you, you'll see it, me bawling my eyes out because <laughs> I, I didn't know how I was going to pay for my coach. Yeah. Um, all of these things, I think video is so powerful, like you said, because it's, it almost includes the person watching. It's very, very inclusive of um, the viewer in the sense that they feel a part of it. And as humans, we want to be a part of something. That's why we're, you know, we're probably on social media because we want to be a part of our friends' lives. We want to be journeying with them. And we, when you can really use your platform, whatever platform it is, and I recommend one platform at a time before you expand to a billion other ones. When you can master that platform to really form genuine connections and actually really tell stories so powerfully, storytelling is everything. That's when, that's when you know like that platform will serve you. That's when you'll already be living in the results of it because storytelling is, is the, the key. Like when think of Instagram stories, the point is that you create a few of them. And that's why they're 15 seconds long because they want you to keep watching. When I tell stories through carousel, like it's a post, but I can make the person not make, I can get the person and invite them into my journey by going, Hey, slide the next carousel to see what I wrote down in my journal slide again. If you want to see how I used to look, you know, five years ago before I lost weight, like that tells stories and that allows people to tap into emotions and emotions is what allows people to feel connected. So many of my clients have said that they don't like sharing like personal stuff about them or they don't like, like 
yeah, they just like their stories to focus on more business side because they think that people aren't people out there who are watching aren't going to care about what they have to say. And I think that it's so important to remember that as you were saying, like social media is a social platform and people are just interested in seeing whatever it is that you're seeing. So they feel that connection and they can kind of build that relationship with you. And so even if you think that there's no one out there who is interested in what you have to say, like people are still going to gravitate towards your content and gravitate towards you because you're relatable or you maybe like the same things that they do. Yes. And connection is everything, especially with high ticket, especially with coaching, because the connection that you build with someone is what's going to allow them to do amazing things. It's going to allow them to trust the relationship you have to try daring things that they never would try before and achieve the crazy results. And that safety is what everyone wants. So when you can provide a space, when they, I always say to my clients, when you hop onto my Instagram, I want you to feel at home like you're safe and you're not being sold to, right? Because there's just so much to relate to. When you can provide that kind of safe space for someone to go, oh, I feel like she gets me. Only then will you be able to like spark up that connection. With connection, I think with like high ticket, the connection part is all about drawing out emotions. I don't know if you've ever heard this, like how, do you read Brene Brown or anything? Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, I know probably, yeah, know of Brene Brown, but she talks a lot about empathy and she said this thing where it was like, empathy is being able to acknowledge the person for what they're feeling, but to also say, Hey, I know what that feels like because I've felt it too. And you connect it to something deeper within yourself where you have felt it. And then you're able to really sit there with that person and just, and you just like, it's safe because it's like, you may not be in my situation, but I know you get it. Mm-hmm. That empathy is everything, especially when you're in the DMs talking to someone about their pain point. You don't need to talk about the details of your offer. You don't need to talk about the price point. You just need to create that space. And then the desire for them to say, hey, I want to actually have a conversation with you because I feel like you get it. Like that's that's where all the, the selling happens and it, and it flows so seamlessly when you've done the creating of the space because the person just will, will, they'll find, they'll find that you're the right fit for them. Absolutely. And I think focusing on that relationship before you even try selling them, that's what's really going to be a game changer for you. Because now you're not coming from a place of, oh, I just need to sign clients and I need to make money. But you're coming from a place where I actually care about what you're experiencing and the things that you're going through. Yes, yes. Human to human. That's it. Cool. So just, just to kind of like change gears a little bit, um, we've had such a deep talk, but now I just want to know about your experience going full-time in your business. Cause you recently went full-time in your business like a few weeks ago, right? Yeah. So how did you know it was the right time for you to make that leap? Mm, it was, look, it will never feel like the right time. <laughs> I will say that. It was not, It didn't feel like the right time to start my business. It didn't feel like the right time to make an offer. It didn't feel like the right time to hire a high ticket coach. But you just you just lean into it. Hey, and the for me, going full time in my business was me deciding that I was so serious about making this happen. Obviously, there's a certain there's a certain level to which financially I had to be able to 
look at my living expenses and live within my means and also um, make income in my business. But I can only see a few months ahead at a time, just like with any other coach. You, you sign clients as you go. You grow your business as you go and you will only ever get to see a few steps ahead. But if you can't be comfortable with that, then taking leaps and making decisions will be the, the death of you <laughs> in your Absolutely. business. Your business will only grow to the capacity that you grow and that you're willing to be stretched. And so what I found is like going full-time in my business, it was really just a matter of not having any decision debt, like not having any um, unmade decisions and not allowing myself to overthink, oh, what if this, what if that, what if that? I'm experiencing the same thing actually right now. I'm actually moving out and that was my goal like for three years from now. And so all of that, I'm constantly experiencing decision decks. It's like this couch, that couch. And I'm like overthinking so much at the one time. But I have to remind myself like the way that I've moved things forward in my life and in my business is by deciding and then just following through and then being okay with whatever the consequence is. But a lot of people kind of go, I need to be okay and certain of the consequence and then I'll take action and then I'll, uh, sorry, and then I'll decide and then I'll take action. Mm-hmm. But like, you can't hang off that. You're not going to get anywhere with, I need to figure out, I need to guarantee the outcome. And you never know what the outcome is going to be like either. Like nobody could have predicted that there was going to be a pandemic in 2020 and nobody could have predicted that like thousands and thousands of people were going to lose their jobs. So even if you think that you know what the outcome is and you think that you've reached a place where you're comfortable with the outcome, like you still, you still just can't expect what's going to happen. Yeah, that's so true. (laughs) Yeah. And I think with nine to fives, like it is such a a comfortable lifestyle and there's always that level of security. And so even if you do decide to go full time in your business and then maybe you're going through like a really rough patch where you can't sign clients for a long period of time and financially, like you need to go back to a nine to five, a nine to five is always going to be there. And it's always going to be kind of a safety net for you if you feel like you're not actually ready to go all in in your business. Yes, yes. And I wanted to say, like, to bounce off that, you have to be willing to count the cost. Like, when you want something so bad, you'll be willing to count the cost. And you can determine what that cost is. You could say 12 months from now, or you could say $10,000, I'm going to invest in this coach and it's going to happen. And be willing to count the cost and, and embrace whatever comes from that. That takes a certain level of maturity. And I think a lot of people are too afraid of losing things when really they're, they're saying no to so much more by saying no to themselves. I always say like, when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. When you're saying no to something, you're saying yes to something else. So when I said yes to going full time, yes, I was saying no to like the safety. I was saying no to the stability of having this structure and all of that stuff. But I was saying yes to fulfilling the dreams that I've always wanted because I knew that I can't get those things if I said yes to the other thing. Something's always got to give. Yeah. Do you have any tips for like new coaches who have big goals, like going full-time in their business? Would you say for someone who hasn't started or is already in the works? I guess someone who's already in the works, but maybe going full-time isn't quite on their plate yet. Mm, Yeah. Okay. I think I like to think of the analogy of the person who's um, chopping down the tree and they're just chipping away at it like one hit at a time. I like to think of it that way because you're going to feel like you're talking to a brick wall when you start off. 
you're going to feel like you're, you haven't made a chip in anything, but every single decision you make, every single action you take that, that supports the goal that you have or supports the mission as to why you're doing this, that is compounding to at some point overflow. At some point it's going to create crazy, crazy, crazy results. And it's a matter of how willing are you to keep doing it? And you're going to be tempted to give up. So I think even if I remember um, I wrote down the goal of moving out, right? And I wrote it down for three years from now because that's just, that's as far as my brain could comprehend. Three years, cool. That's, that's already amazing, right? But by chipping away every single day, doing the hard stuff or just believing in myself and taking days off and trusting that things aren't going to fall apart when I, when I pause and take care of myself, all of that stuff compounded and I didn't even realize how close I was to the goal. And most of the time you don't realize how close you are to your next win because you, you constantly think you're like, you're back here. You constantly think you're at, at ground zero when really, if you just stay consistent and keep chipping away at it every single day, when the victory happens, you're going to realize, wow, I'm so glad I didn't give up because I was yeah. so dang close. <laughs> and so if you're, yeah, if you're a new coach, you're figuring out if this is your thing you're figuring out if you can even go full time in your business in like in whatever time frame you've allowed yourself instead of looking at you know how far the goal seems look at what you have in front of you right now what you're good at who you are in the world what you're gifted in and do that really 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 well and then do it again tomorrow and then do it again the next day and you'll find that, that that keeps you aligned with your mission in life. And trust me, nothing will ever fulfill you in this life as much as being on mission. Because I, um, I don't believe that everyone is cut out to be a coach. I mean, everyone can be a coach if they wanted to. But as in, some people are really great at being musicians and artists and CEOs of other companies, right? But whatever it is you do in life, if you're on mission you will love that thing and you'll create so much impact doing that thing. And you're going to reap the benefit of that, whether that's millions of dollars or just whatever you need to live, your fulfillment is going to come from being on mission. And so if you found yourself in coaching and you're trying to build your business and you think this is it, or you want it to be it, then just keep doing it because there's nothing else. Even if you got, you got, you know, sidetracked or tried another career if you have that gut feeling that this is, this is it for you, this is what you want to at least try for the next, say, 12 months, then do it and be so, so loyal to that. Absolutely. I love that, that you're, you're talking about, like, just following your gut and staying true to what you truly believe is possible for you and sticking to it for at least a year because you never know what can happen in a year. And, like, like in your case, like, you started your business less than a year ago and you've already made so many impactful decisions that have impacted other people and you've been able to achieve your goal of going full-time in your business and moving out and like that all happened within one year so you never really know what's going to happen out there yeah and even just with with time you don't know sorry to be like morbid but you don't know when your time is up kind of thing mm -hmm. like if I were very true to, yeah if I were to wake up uh, if I were to not wake up tomorrow I would know that today I lived it doing the thing that I was made to do and like nothing else matters like you know, the, even just the way you become this next level person in business, how it affects your life 
it creates impact in your family, in your relationships, because you start to show up as a completely different person. And again, when you are who you're meant to be in the world, like so confident and so in your zone, it, it affects people in such great ways. I have people from high school that I've never really spoken to since graduating that approach me telling me they've been watching my journey for the past six months and they want to leave their nine to five. Like, you know, people being like, I'm so discontent or dissatisfied and I'm seeing what you're doing. And while I know it's all risky, like I want that and I just don't know how to get there. And I'm like, there is literally nothing stopping you but yourself. I yeah. kid you not. Like, let's talk about it because <laughs> deep down that's what we all want mm -hmm. very true well thank you so much for coming on to this podcast and sharing so much value and wisdom i really think that it's really going to help all of the new coaches out there who are just struggling to find that momentum and to keep pushing through all of the hard obstacles that come their way so where can people find you online you can find me very simply just on instagram right now i have no other platforms so check out my Instagram handle is at underscore Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-A-A-Y. I haven't actually changed that name since I started my Instagram. Like, people think they need to change their Instagram name. Look at mine. <laughs> <laughs> A perfect example of just being yourself. <laughs> exactly. I like, I totally forget that that's still my username. When I have to say it out loud, I'm like, I should really change that. <laughs> Who cares? It's Who memorable. Cares? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, just find me there. Check out the content. Enjoy. Have a laugh. You know, I try to keep it real. So, yeah. Perfect. And do you have a podcast too? Yes. So I use the Trailblazer podcast on Spotify. Um, and that's really just for you to be able to hear about my life, my journey. Um, and I find that people do DM me certain thoughts after... I share, you know, really like, let's say going, going full time in business or how I started my journey. And so I find that it's more of a space to just like have that conversation with myself, um, <laughs> but I will have guests <laughs> to have that conversation about things that people don't normally talk about. So Trailblazer podcast on Spotify. Perfect. Well, I'll put the links to your podcast and the links to your Instagram in the show notes below. So anybody who wants to check out your profile or just bounce some thoughts off of you, feel free to message Nicole over on Instagram. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. You just finished listening to an episode of the Build Your Own Business podcast. I really hope you found it valuable and you got some information that you can take away to start building a profitable online business. It would mean so, so much to me if you could take the time to subscribe and share it with your friends on social media so this message can reach hundreds of other ambitious entrepreneurs. While you wait for the next episode, you can find me hanging out at schneierclark.co on Instagram. Until then, thank you so much for listening and I'll see you in the next episode.